everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's October, and I know I've already done one episode on kind of the feeling that comes along with fall. That was episode number 81. And yeah, a five minute English episode with a lot of vocabulary about the season and about Halloween. So in today's episode, I'd like to first let you know of previous episodes I've done on Halloween and this October feeling, this creepy, mysterious uh, Halloween feeling, I suppose, and also dive into a story that disturbed me to an extreme extent when I was a kid and also throughout my adulthood. So I look back on this story and I still am very freaked out. If you don't like scary stories, if you don't like disturbing, disgusting things, then I highly recommend skipping this episode and hopping to one of the previous episodes I've done about this holiday. So first, we have the Halloween special that I did in episode number 31 with Liz Johnson, my good friend from college. And we talked about our experiences as children with Halloween. So going to the pumpkin patch, carving pumpkins, dressing up in costumes, going trick-or-treating with our parents, also sort of the delicious fall desserts that we have. So that was a really fun talk that I had with her. I think we also mentioned what Halloween was like in college. And there was also episode number 33, which is titled A Classic Scary Story for Halloween. And that's another one that I heard a lot growing up. It's really good. And so listen to that one if you want a scary Halloween story. That's not too disgusting, although quite disturbing. (laughs) Uh, And number 34. Yeah, so episode number 34 was an expression episode to have a few screws loose. And to say that someone has a few screw loose, that's a mouthful, to have a few screws loose means that not everything is working properly in their head. There's something wrong. They might be crazy or a lunatic. And the story actually is about a woman who believed ghosts were talking to her and she never stopped building a mansion. It's called the Winchester Mystery House, and it's in California. It's a true story. And so it's a very, very big mansion, and there's staircases that lead up to nowhere, doors on the second floor that open up and lead to the front yard that's a story below. It's a crazy place, definitely, and an interesting story to listen to. So that was episode 31, 33, and 34, 34 with the Winchester Mystery House. So as I said, today I'm going to be telling a story that's very disturbing. It's very short, but I definitely wanted to tell you a scary story just because it is so close to Halloween. Without any further ado, 
This story is called The Red Spot. Once upon a time, many, many years ago, there was a high school student, and just like many of her friends, she occasionally got a case of acne. Acne is when you have a breakout, when many pimples appear on your face, zits, blemishes, whatever you want to call them. And the girl was very upset when she had acne. Fortunately, for a while, her face had been clear. When one day she woke up with a red spot, she decided to put toothpaste on it, as many of her friends did, in order to dry it out. But the red spot wasn't going away. In fact, day by day, the red spot would grow bigger and bigger. And she wondered what in the world it actually was. Was it a boil? Was it a spider bite? Had she been bit by some other creature in the middle of the night? So she asked her mom, Mom, what do you think this is? And her mom replied, Well, it looks like a spider bite. I'm sure it'll go away with time if you don't scratch it. But it didn't go away. Day by day, the spot got bigger until it took up a good portion of her left cheek. When she went down to breakfast one morning, she showed the red spot to her mom. And her mom told her that they could go to the doctor to take a look at it. But the thing is, the doctor wasn't available that day. He was only going to be available in a few days. And so she covered it up with as much foundation and concealer as she could and went about her day. Her friends, of course, commented and asked what had happened to her. But she told them that she had to wait until the doctor could give her a diagnosis. That night she went home and in the corner of her room, she saw a spider walking across the wall. She hated spiders. Every time there was one in the house, she would have her dad or her brother go and squash it for her. This particular time, she called her mom to do so. And while her mom went into her room, she went into the bathroom to fill up the bathtub. Once the bathtub was filled, she got inside and took a warm, relaxing bath. She loved baths. It was the best thing that she could possibly do to clear up her acne. And at this point in time, it seemed like the best solution to get rid of this ever-growing pimple or boil. And when she got into the bathtub, she was so relaxed and so calm, she almost fell asleep. That's when she heard a pop, and from her face she could feel movement. Thousands of baby spiders crawled out of the red spot. It turns out that the spider in the corner of her room had laid thousands of eggs in her cheek while she was sleeping. The end. All right, that's it for this story. If you're still listening, then you survived it. Congrats. I'm sure some of you vomited in your mouth, and for that, I apologize. As revolting as this story may be, it's one that's commonly told or at least renditions of it are. The theme of creatures attacking during the night when we are asleep and in our most vulnerable state, being unaware and all, 
is a common theme also in American horror films. It does seem like I planted a bomb, though. (laughs) When I first heard this story as a kid, I was so revolted by it, I couldn't help but imagine spiders and bugs crawling in my ears and other orifices at nighttime and laying eggs. In the U.S., there is also a little factoid that people like to share, and that is that the average human consumes eight spiders per year while sleeping. You may hear an American mention this when talking about spiders. However, this is a myth, according to Scientific American. Due to the biology of humans and spiders, it's unlikely that a spider would be able to be eaten by a human in their sleep. So whether it can lay eggs under our skin, well, that's a different story. There is an urban legend in the U.S. that when spiders bite a human, eggs can be laid in the venom that they leave behind. Spiders actually cannot do that. But a number of mites and other creatures or insects can. For example, the scabies mite or the tunga flea, which is also known as the jigger. I don't want to talk about any of these in detail, but rest assured it's very unlikely for you or anyone that you know to ever have to deal with an issue like this. What a relief, right? (laughs) So you may have noticed that this episode was probably easier to understand than other episodes I've posted. That's because I occasionally want to create episodes for lower intermediate learners as well. However, the beauty of language learning is that there's always something more complex to be learned behind any level of audio or text, even ones that seem simple. For this episode, I've chosen five things I'd like to discuss. Be sure to sign up to premium content in the classroom if you want the last two of these five. Point number one, the word phobia comes from Greek and it means aversion, fear, or morbid fear, according to Wikipedia. Oftentimes we add phobia to a word as a suffix. So for example, this girl seemed like she had arachnophobia. Arachnophobia is an intense or morbid fear of spiders. And you probably remember if you watched Harry Potter or if you read the books that Ron Weasley also had arachnophobia, a strong case of arachnophobia. That's a difficult one to say. Once again, arachnophobia. Point number two. I used the phrase break out in this episode. Break out is a phrasal verb and it means to emerge suddenly or suddenly begin. For example, a party broke out near the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, right? The party broke out. It seemed like it appeared out of nowhere. It started suddenly and everybody was dancing. If you say, I broke out, That actually means that you suddenly got a lot of acne or pimples on your face. I broke out the morning after a night of partying because I forgot to take off my makeup, for example. We can also say we break out in certain things. 
So I broke out in hives, for example. I broke out in a rash. Hives often occur because of an allergy and it turns the skin red and spotty. For example, when I was living in Colombia, I ate a mango and I have an allergy to the peel of mangoes and so I broke out in hives or I broke out in a rash. You could also say the group broke out in dance or they broke out in song, meaning they started singing suddenly or they started dancing suddenly. Point number three, native speakers of English tend to overuse the words disgusting and gross, which are synonyms. You may hear natives say also that something grosses them out, meaning that it's disgusting to them. For example, eating bugs grosses me out, or it grosses me out when kids eat their boogers. I find it disgusting, in other words. However, there are some great synonyms you could use in place of disgusting and gross. For example, you can say that something is revolting, repulsive, sickening, god-awful, stomach-churning. You can say, Shauna, that god-awful story made me sick to my stomach. In other words, it was so horrible, it made my stomach do a somersault or it made my stomach turn. All right, that's it for the first part of this episode. If you would like to access all five points, as well as the transcript and podcast player for this episode, be sure to join the classroom at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed, and happy Halloween! Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.